Welcome to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette, with your host Steve Garrett, MC and DJ at one of the largest Corvette weekends in the country, Corvette Fun Fest, president of the Corvette Club of Kansas City, Missouri, and radio disc jockey at the number one radio station in Kansas City for over 40 years. Here's Steve Garrett. Thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. Brought to you by Wheelcraft. Want to dress up your Corvette with bright chrome or black chrome wheels? Visit Wheelcraft.com to learn about their advanced PVD chrome finishing. They can refinish your wheels or offer a wheel exchange for most models, and it comes with a five-year warranty. Visit Wheelcraft.com today or call 833-840-5334. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. I appreciate you tuning in. You can listen to Corvette Today on all podcast platforms. You can also listen on your smart device. Just say Alexa or Hey Google, play the podcast called Corvette Today, and you're connected. Also, visit the Corvette Today website. It's CorvetteTodayPodcast.com. And while you're there, make sure you visit the Corvette Today merchandise store. You can also sign up for Corvette Today emails, notifications, and updates at CorvetteToday.ck.page. And don't forget, join the Corvette Today Facebook group. We have over 3,600 members, and I'd love to have you as a member as well. And don't forget about the YouTube channel now for Corvette Today. See all your favorite Corvette Today podcasts now on YouTube. First, I'd like to thank our flagship sponsors of Corvette Today, Aerolari Wheels, a true forged wheel with over 20 unique design styles to choose from for your C8 and wide-body versions of the C7, C6, and C5 Corvette. It's an awesome value starting at only $23.88 for a set of four fully forged wheels. And now use the new promo code CT111, that's CT111, and get $100 off your purchase. Visit aerolari.com, that's A-E-R-O-L-A-R-R-I.com, with the new promo code CT111 for your $100 discount. Also, midenginecorvetteforum.com, the forum that focuses on the new mid-engine C8 Corvette. Meet a lot of fellow Corvette enthusiasts like yourself at midenginecorvetteforum.com. Also, a shout-out to canadiancorvetteforum.com, welcoming Corvette owners from around the world. I am so excited and honored to have on the show the chief engineer for Corvette, Mr. Josh Holder. Josh, welcome to Corvette Today. Well, thanks, Steve. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be with you. I'm glad you're here, buddy. First, Josh, talk to me about your early years. Tell me about your family. Talk about growing up. And did you live in a car family? Well, I grew up in the beautiful mountains of northwestern Montana, and I definitely grew up in a car family. I would say from my grandfather to my father on down, my family was very loyal to not just to General Motors, but to Chevrolet. We were very much a car family. That's cool. Now, what got you into cars in the first place? Well, my father and uncles were into drag racing long ago as I can remember. So as a toddler, I recall watching my father drag race. And it's hard not to get into cars when being that young and impressionable, getting exposed to auto racing. They did that for a number of years as I was a kid. My dad's profession was an auto mechanic, so he had an auto repair business. That combined with the drag racing for which my uncle did up until just a few years ago. They were definitely into cars. It was a big influence on me. When my parents ultimately bought a Corvette, they kind of moved on from drag racing to autocrossing. So that exposure to cars directly, of course, got me interested in it. But then it expands your mind to anything in the media, TV, magazines, anything to do with cars. 
I was interested in it. Man, you really did come from a car family, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. So what got you into Corvettes in the first place? Were there other cars before Corvette or was it always Corvette that got you interested? I really think it was always Corvette. Certainly one of the very first cars. I think everyone can remember a time that when they first saw a Corvette. Certainly I can. I remember the first time I got to ride in a Corvette. Like I mentioned, when my parents bought their first Corvette, I was certainly hooked. Of course, I liked other cars, muscle cars. Saw a lot of those with my exposure to drag racing, Camaros and Firebirds. When the fourth generation Corvette came out, that was a big deal for me. It was a big deal for my family. It was a lot of topic of conversation. It was just such an amazing car at the time. So that was certainly a vehicle that left an impression on me. And of course, the cars that we fantasized about, like a Lamborghini Countach, and the Ferrari 308 and a Testarossa. Uh, of course, I was interested in those, but always had a passion for Corvettes. Well, you had to be the cool kid on the block if your parents owned a Corvette, didn't you? Yeah, well, I like to think so. But of course, my friends were certainly interested in seeing the car. You know, my dad would let me help using air quotes you can't see, but <laughs> help them restore the first Corvette they bought, which was a 73 big block. In that time, I was handing tools and trying to stay out of the way. But I remember looking that car as it was taken apart and investigating how things maybe could be better or different or learning about how systems worked. It just fueled my interest in cars, knowing what's under the hood and underneath the skin. You always had a mechanical mind then, didn't you? Yeah, I was known, maybe got into a little bit of trouble for taking things apart. I think a lot of us on Team Corvette had that same kind of passion. Certainly any engineer with curiosity sort of comes up in that upbringing and nothing like the complexity of a car to bring that out. Absolutely right. And also, Josh, I just want you to know that Lamborghini Countach, that white Countach, that V12 scissor door Countach was the poster on my wall as a teenager as well. Yes, I know which one you're talking about. I had the black one. Oh, but yes, okay. Uh, yep, very cool. My room was filled with posters. Most of the wall space was taken up by Corvette. There you go. Hey, tell me about some of your biggest influences in the automotive industry and how that kind of really got you into the car industry itself. Well, I would say the cars themselves were at least my biggest influences early. Later, I got to know some of the people. In fact, I'd say what really solidified my desire to be an engineer and to hopefully one day work on Corvette. I was at a state Corvette meet, a Montana state Corvette meet with my parents. And an engineer from GM came to the meet and did a presentation on the development of the C4 Corvette. Wow. And he was showing a lot of the work that goes into testing Corvettes. And I was just fascinated by that at the time and thought, you know, someday I hope to be able to do that. Since then, obviously, I've got to know and meet a lot of people that have been influential. I never did get to meet Zora Duntoff. He's actually the only Corvette chief engineer I haven't met and even worked with. Dave McClellan was retired before I started at GM, but I did get a chance to work with him. In his retirement life, he was doing some outside consulting work. And of course, when I came to GM, Dave Hill was one of my heroes. I got to work with Tom Wallace and Tad Jecter, who I read about before I even came to GM. And of course, he's my current boss. Very cool. Now, Josh, you own Corvettes, don't you? I do, yes. My wife and I own six Corvettes. Wow. I wouldn't say we are attempting to be collectors. <laughs> Our collection is not exotic. We're just much better at buying Corvettes than we are at selling them. We've never <laughs> sold one. You sound like me. <laughs> yes. 
So I bought my first Corvette in 1996. It was a brand new one, a 97 C5. C5 was a pretty compelling design. It was a big change, you know, kind of like the C4 was. Right. I bought that about a year out of college, maybe not even that long. And I remember at the time, you know, I just got in a real job. <laughs> And the car cost more than I made in a year. So it shows sort of my passion for Corvette and maybe borderline insanity to spend that kind of money on a car like that. But I certainly don't regret it. After I bought that car, I decided that maybe I should put a big block engine in it. So a few months after its purchase, I had it all apart in the garage. This curiosity has never really ended and put a 502 cubic inch big block in it with the idea someday that, hey, if I don't get a job at GM, maybe I can start a business modifying Corvettes. Wow. I'm glad I didn't have to do that and it worked out for me, but that was my first Corvette. I met my wife, who also works at GM, in Bowling Green on the C6 launch, and she owned at the time a 2003 C5, so we have two C5s. Nice. During the C6 launch, I bought a, another Corvette, a 2006 Z06. To me, the time that Corvette really stepped into the supercar territory, of course, the 505 horsepower LS7 and an all-aluminum frame, that car is still pretty amazing even today, and was fortunate enough to get a very early version of that car. By that time, I had some help and influences inside the Corvette team. <laughs> Later, my wife and I bought a 90Z. R1. It's a really low mileage, very original car. It's won some awards. A few years ago, I was able to get a first mid-year. I always had a passion for the mid-year Corvettes and got a 64, 365 horse convertible. And then the most recent acquisition was actually at Barrett-Jackson Scottsdale this past winter. We got a 65 Resto Mod Coupe that my dad and I are going to redo. It was done maybe in the early 90s, so it was Resto Modded before it became as popular as it is today. We're going to work on that together as sort of a circle back father-son Corvette project. Very cool. What a lineup, Josh. That's fantastic. Yes. Keep it busy, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely right. What would be your dream Corvette? You've got six. What would be the dream Corvette that you would want to own? Oh, man, I think my dream Corvettes are probably pretty common with others' dream Corvettes. Uh, 63 split window Z06, obviously, uh, is a lot of people's list. And if you're going to go that far, why not the unobtainable Grand Sport? Right. <laughs> you know, it's such a cool, iconic car. Of course, an L88's got to be on the list. I'd probably pick a 67, but wouldn't be picky if it had an L88 in it. Of course. The Serve 3, obviously not a production car, but the Chevrolet Engineering Research Vehicle. The third version of that was very influential on me. It had a lot of, and still today, if you think back, has got a lot of very high-tech features on it. For the time, four-wheel steering, all-wheel drive, active suspension, mid-engine, very revolutionary design for aerodynamics. So that car left an impression on me. Now I get to see cars like that that we retain. And <laughs> I can tell you that the Serve 3 doesn't actually run as good as it maybe wants. used to. It needs a little bit of love, but it's still a very cool car. More recent, the C6 Z06, I'm obviously biased because I own one, but the 2011 Carbon Edition, it's one of the lightest weight Corvettes we've done in recent times that I have an affinity for. And then I would say that Corvettes yet to come yes. <laughs> be on my dream list as well. That sounds good. That's a good list. I didn't think you'd have more than one, but I like that list totally. And I'm with you on the 63 Grand Sport, that's for sure. Yes. Well, buddy, let's take our first break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about your start at General Motors. We're talking with Josh Holder, the chief engineer for Corvette, here on Corvette Today. 
The Radiator Grill Store offers protection for your C8's front radiators and side intakes. They also carry front strut tower covers to prevent rusting and pooling water, all with do-it-yourself installation. Get 10% off your total purchase with promo code CT10. See the full line of products at radiatorgrillstore.com. We all know that wheels make the car. Wheelcraft will help you take your Corvette to new levels. Wheelcraft offers the world's best PVD chrome finish available on the market. Available in bright chrome and black chrome. Wheelcraft nails it in both appearance and durability. And it comes with a five-year warranty against brake dust burns, pitting, peeling, and colored elimination. Wheelcraft is also ISO certified. Whether you're having your wheels refinished or an exchange transaction, there is no core fee, no deposit, and you don't pay for the finished wheels until they are installed on your car. Wheelcraft in insists on complete satisfaction before you pay. Hear from one of our customers. I picked up a brochure at the National Corvette Museum and took delivery of our new C8. I called Wheelcraft, and in 15 minutes, I ordered the new bright ice chrome wheels. Wheelcraft's follow-up and follow-through is superb. The wheels arrived on Sunday, installed on Monday, and cores were returned same day. The wheels are the highest quality I've ever seen, and they look awesome. Great prices, great customer service from initial contact to installation. Thanks, Dennis from Nashville. In many cases, Wheelcraft offers finished wheels on exchange or will apply this new finish to your wheels. Either way, Wheelcraft treats your wheels as their own. Visit our website at wheelcraft.com or call us at 833-840-5334. Arrive in style with Wheelcraft. MidAmerica Motorworks has been the industry leader and aftermarket supplier and manufacturer of Corvette replacement parts and accessories since 1974. We have what you need for all years and generations of Corvette. Whether you need a door panel or a seat cover for your C1 Corvette or the latest shirt, jacket, hat, or lifestyle accessory to complement your new C8, you can get it at MidAmerica Motorworks. So if you're restoring, repairing, replacing, or simply researching your Corvette, MidAmerica Motorworks is the place to go. Visit our website at mamotorworks.com and shop Corvettes by generation or specific year. Or call us Monday through Saturday, toll-free at 800-500-1500 and talk to one of our Corvette experts to help you get the right part or accessory. Pursue your passion with MidAmerica Motorworks. VetFinders.com is the Internet's original Corvette classified ads website with classified ads starting at just $25. And every ad runs until your Corvette is sold. If you're in the market for a Corvette, VetFinders.com has over 500 Corvettes for sale from all around the USA and Canada and covering all eight generations. Visit VetFinders.com, the Internet's destination for buying and selling Corvettes. That's V-E-T-T-E Finders.com. This is the Corvette Today podcast with Steve Garrett. Hey, thanks for listening and watching Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. Brought to you by Wheelcraft. Want to dress up your Corvette with bright chrome or black chrome wheels? Visit wheelcraft.com to learn about their advanced PVD chrome finishing. They can refinish your wheels or offer a wheel exchange for most models, and it comes with a five-year warranty. Visit wheelcraft.com today or call 833-840-5334. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. With me today is Corvette Chief Engineer Josh Holder. In this section, we're going to talk about Josh to start with General Motors. Josh, talk about your college days first and did you always want to be an engineer? I would say yes. I think I always wanted to be an engineer. I mean, what kid doesn't dream about being a fighter pilot at some point? I'd say my practical desires have always been toward being an engineer and not just an engineer, but an engineer on Corvette. So I certainly have my dream job. 
I left beautiful Montana to go to college in Flint, Michigan. So it was quite a change. I started at GMI, which used to stand for General Motors Institute. It's now called Kettering. I met some great people there. I got a lot of networking in the auto industry, and which, you know, the hub is in the Southeast Michigan area. A lot of good experience at GMI. That college experience is a co-op. So you go to school for 12 weeks and then work for 12 weeks. It's a really, really great experience. When I was there, the auto industry was at the bottom of one of its cycles. As I prepared to go to my work term, I got a couple of job offers and both wanted me to change my major from mechanical engineering to something else. And instead of doing that, I decided to transfer to Weber State University. That's in Ogden, Utah. They had a automotive engineering curriculum at the time, later converted to a traditional mechanical engineering technology curriculum. But that was a great experience for my undergraduate education. They had a tech technical center there as well to train technicians to work on General Motors products. So GM sponsored that technical school. So there was a lot of very interesting donated properties around the labs, Corvettes and Camaros and other engines and cool things to look at. So when I could get my nose out of textbooks, I would stick my head in there and try to get my hands dirty where possible. After graduating from Weber State, it was a number of years. In fact, I was working for GM by this time. I got my master's degree from Purdue. So your focus was always on getting a job with General Motors and working on Corvette then, wasn't it? It really was. I'm being very sincere when I tell people that I have my dream job. I didn't want to get just to one of the big three automakers. I was hell-bent on getting in at GM. I am very fortunate. It took a while to get here, but obviously the experiences that I get to have as chief engineer on Corvette are exactly what I've wanted to do since from a very young age. That's a great story, buddy. What a great story. Now, I'm sure this is also a great story. Tell me the story behind getting the job at GM. I sent GM many, many resumes. I I lost count. I would call it relentless persistence. I think somebody in the HR department finally got sick of them coming in and decided to give me a chance. (laughs) When I graduated from college, I first got a job with a company that did contract work for GM. And I was a manufacturing engineer that helped develop and design the assembly systems for the body structure. So when many people think of a car assembly plant, they picture robots doing welding and you see sparks flying and that kind of equipment was what I worked on. While I was in that role though, I never stopped trying to get in a GM and finally, like I said, I got the chance. I remember during my job interview, one of the interviewers near the end just asked, are you just looking for any job at GM or this one in particular? (laughs) (laughs) And I responded that I was looking for any job in GM. And that must have been the right answer because I got the job. And actually, it was the same sort of work that I was doing at this contract company, just in a direct way for GM. So finally got my foot inside GM's big door. That's perfect. Well, what a great transition. Now, when you got to GM, tell me more about what the first job that you did for GM really was. So as I mentioned, it was manufacturing, engineering, very focused on assembly and automation, a lot of cool stuff. You're a mechanical engineer. This is exactly 
the kind of things you like to do. And I was no exception, of course. The first product I worked on at that time, this was in the mid-90s. It was what was going to be the full-size utility in 2000. So Suburban and Tahoe. When that started to wrap up, I finally, again, continuing my relentless persistence, convinced my supervisor at the time to get me a similar job on Corvette. Very cool. All right. So give me the story behind your move into Corvette. So my first job on Corvette was, again, doing body systems manufacturing. This was at the end of the fifth generation, the beginning of the sixth generation. So I've been working on Corvette for 20 years, which is a rarity inside GM to work on one product for that long. It was my chance to meet some of my heroes. I talked about the chief engineers that I'd read about coming to GM and got to see and talk to and meet Dave Hill for the first time. It was just such a thrill to finally be on Team Corvette. And of course, the first time that anyone walks into Bowling Green, especially, you know, as an employee working on Corvette, it was like going to Disneyland for me. <laughs> it was hard to keep focused on my task at hand and not just wander around the plant and look at all the amazing Corvettes and process a build and learn more about how the cars assembled. It was just such a thrill to finally be on Team Corvette. Great story, buddy. Great story. Hey, let's take our final break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about more specifically you working with Corvette. We've got Josh Holder, the chief engineer for Corvette here on Corvette Today. Are you ready for a better insurance policy without the Corvette tax? With agreed value protection, the value of your collector vehicle will never change. Plus, you'll save money. Get a quick quote at ncminsurance.com. Yogi Berra once said, if you don't know where you're going, you'll probably end up there. At True Wealth & Company, we take that to heart. See, at True Wealth & Company, we believe your retirement lifestyle travels through two doors. Door number one, the blue door, gives you more options, financial freedom. Your money outlives you. Every happiness you wish for in life is through the blue door. Door number two, the red door, is where you outlive your money. You rely on family, friends, or even the state to take care of you. At True Wealth & Company, we're not just financial planners. The best way to walk through the blue door is to have a written plan. Make a work-optional lifestyle a reality with our proprietary True Life Map formula. Look towards your future with anticipation, not apprehension. Having a rock-solid fiduciary partner like True Wealth & Company is essential to effective financial planning. There's no winging it. There's nothing left to chance. Look, we don't want you to become another Yogi Berraism. Give us a call today at 913-653-TRUE. Visit us online at retirewithtrue.com. Start your financial independence and work optional lifestyle today. 913-653-8783. Visit us online at retirewithtrue.com. Investment advice offered through True Wealth and Company, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Kansas. American Hydrocarbon is your one-stop shop for custom interior, exterior, and engine bay items for your C4 through C8 Corvette. We can help you create a custom look for your Corvette with carbon fiber or 10 different color patterns and styles. Whether it's a custom-made engine cover for your new C8 mid-engine Corvette or custom-made C4 interior upgrades. American Hydrocarbon can help you transform your Corvette into a best-in-class show car. And now we're proud to announce that we can produce and distribute officially licensed GM products for the C8 Corvette. That includes the front splitter, side skirts, engine appearance panels, and engine fluid caps. Plus, we now also carry the C8 Speedline side skirts along with
with the Engine Appearance Package and High Wing. Our products have been featured in Vet and Corvette magazines. Give us a call, 813-476-5638. Visit our updated website at AmericanHydrocarbon.com or email us at pat at AmericanHydrocarbon.com. Let us help you make your Corvette the car you've always wanted it to be. American Hydrocarbon. And now, back to Corvette Today with your host and my husband, Steve Garrett. Hey, thanks for listening and watching Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. Brought to you by Wheelcraft. Want to dress up your Corvette with bright chrome or black chrome wheels? Visit wheelcraft.com to learn about their advanced PVD chrome finishing. They can refinish your wheels or offer a wheel exchange for most models, and it comes with a five-year warranty. Visit wheelcraft.com today or call 833-840-5334. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. With me today is Corvette Chief Engineer Josh Holder. Josh, in this third segment, let's dig a little bit more into you, specifically working on Corvette. Now, when you got to Corvette, you weren't exactly Chief Engineer. You were Program Engineering Manager for Corvette. Give us a little overview of what that job entails. Program Engineering Manager is basically, you can think of it as like an Assistant Chief Engineer. You're responsible for approving every single engineering change. You help to manage the imperatives, as we call them, cost, the mass, all the things we track very closely. We often say as leaders on vehicle line teams that you could have every well-intended engineer bring all their very best parts together and it'd make a really terrible car. And so that's one of the things the program engineering manager has to do is balance that. But I didn't actually start as a program engineering manager. That's a pretty sought-after job, and I had to work my way up to that. Oh, I started as a manufacturing engineer on Corvette and then moved to the product release side of Corvette in body structure area. So I was a manufacturing engineer on body structures, then a design release engineer on body structures. I got to help launch the sixth-generation V06, so the all-aluminum frame. That was a pretty significant technical leap for Corvette and for GM and actually for the industry. Following my stint as a design release engineer in body structures, I moved to validation. So as a program validation engineer responsible for test and development and developing test plans and measuring the performance to those plans. In fact, it was very much like the gentleman I mentioned early in my life that came to Montana and did a presentation about the ways we test Corvette. That's what I was doing as a program validation engineer. And then finally got the job as a program engineering manager and did that for a number of years, went back to Bowling Green to help launch C7, and then, of course, came back and got to work through the development of the eighth generation. Wow. That's a lot of jobs on Corvette, even before you became chief engineer, and you became chief engineer in 2020. How does that differ from the program engineering manager? So I mentioned that, you know, the day-to-day work the program engineering has to do, engineering manager has to do. I would say a chief engineer has more broad responsibility. We are typically the decision maker, the tiebreaker, the referee, (laughs) budget manager, the cheerleader for the whole team. It is very much looking out for and removing roadblocks on behalf of the team, on behalf of Corvette, on behalf of our very passionate customers to make sure that the car is the very best it can be. Because a program engineering manager has such specific focus, chief engineer is usually included in things further out in the planning horizon, which is obviously very exciting, especially for someone like me that loves all things Corvette. It's just more broad responsibility in that way. I got you. 
Okay, now Taj is Executive Chief Engineer, Taj Juchter. Your title is Chief Engineer. Tell me about the differentiation between those two titles. So Taj has responsibilities for multiple vehicle lines. I have one vehicle line, the Corvette. In 2020, it was announced that Taj was expanding his role to help inject some Corvette engineering, we call it, into electric vehicles at GM. So bring some performance and excitement into electric vehicles. Ed Piatek, who was the chief engineer for Corvette at that time, moved with him to these electric vehicles. So Taj got expanded responsibility with that announcement. And when Ed moved. I got the golden chair, as I call it, that happened to be vacated and got to be the chief engineer on Corvette. Certainly, the 20 years I've spent on Corvette helped build my qualifications for that job. I report to Tad Jector, who's the, as you said, executive chief engineer. He still remains very focused and involved in Corvette. He's just got an even larger bandwidth of responsibility. Wow. You know, the mid-engine Corvette, the C8, is a fantastic automobile, and I know it's got your footprint all over it. When you think about the development of the C8, what are you the most proud of? You know, I can look all over the car. I could bore you to death with the walk around and tell you a story about every part on the car and why we did what we did and how much we talked about what most people would consider the most mundane detail. I'm fortunate enough to have a couple of patents on the car. A few of us are obviously, so certainly proud of those achievements. But I would say the thing I'm most proud of is the culmination of all that work. And really that's the driving experience. I know it sounds a little like a wishy-washy kind of canned answer, but I'm being genuine. And for anyone that's got a chance to drive the mid-engine C8 Corvette, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Really, all you need to do is sit in the car and you can tell the transformational difference. But, you know, the command view of the road, the way the car rotates around you, of course, one of the big reasons we did the mid-engine was to transfer some of that weight and get all that traditional Corvette power to the ground. The handling that that brought out in the way the car rotates around its driver and envelops the driver is an amazing experience, and that's really what I'm most proud of. Absolutely. You know, the transition from a front-engine platform to a mid-engine platform is such a dramatic change, and it was 60 years in the making because Zora talked about that early on. How many years did it take to transition from that front-engine platform to a mid-engine platform and get it right, right out of the box? Well, I like to think we got it right out of the box. It was a long process. In fact, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say it was a 60-year process. <laughs> Zora worked on the Chevrolet engineering research vehicles, which were mid-engine. He called them a powerful learning tool. At the time, you know, even back then, Corvette was exploring the bandwidth of performance and the handling dynamics that a mid-engine could offer. I, myself, in my tenure on Corvette, got a chance to work on a mid-engine engine version that was going to be the seventh generation Corvette, actually. Yeah. And so even recently, we've worked on mid-engine Corvettes. So I would say this approach of sort of standing on the shoulders of giants, yeah, it's the first time in the eighth generation that we've put one into production, but we built on a long legacy of knowledge. And I'm sure that went a long way in helping us to get this eighth generation Corvette to be as great as it is. How long in earnest does it take the Corvette team and all the people on it to go to a mid-engine platform? How many years were you guys working on it before that C8 was launched? 
You know, it's funny. I doubt most people realize that the vehicle development process and what really happens, but I can tell you what doesn't happen. And that is, it's not somebody doesn't call a meeting and we get a hundred people in a conference room and we say, okay, we're going to do a new Corvette, go work on it. <laughs> it's a very slow and sort of orderly ramp up of resources. So it starts out basically idea generation, wish lists. And that list is a living list, I would say. In fact, we meet customers every day that tell us what they like what they wish they could have, how we could make things better. We're always keeping track of that and say, okay, we could potentially do that in the current generation Corvette, or that's such a dramatic change, we got to save it for the next one. So this list of wishes saved for the next one goes into this discussion phase, and it starts to bubble up into requirements that make sure that if we're going to do the car, it's going to beat our competition and continue Corvette's legacy. There's certainly a lot of pressure to do any new vehicle, but especially Especially a Corvette. Imagine getting the chance to work on one and to not screw it up. Yeah. It's got almost 70 years of production and this loyal following that brings customers from all walks of life. You meet all different kinds of people that have almost nothing in common except the Corvette. And so it's more than a car. It's a legacy that we're all proud of. And so that is not lost on any of us. And so we are very thorough when we get the rare opportunity to embark on an all-new Corvette. But to answer your question, I would say that the measure by which most people would consider large numbers of people working in earnest on the eighth-generation Corvette was about five to six years. Okay. But I like to say we're never done working on Corvette. We never stop. <laughs> we're always trying to make it better, and we're always thinking about how it could improve and future generation. It's great to hear that you have a working list that never dies and you keep improving it on it every year. Plus, this car is the halo car for Chevrolet and for General Motors. And to be honest with you, Josh, you guys didn't just hit a home run. You hit a grand slam with this car. This is a phenomenal world car and there's more to come. It's only going to get better and better. Well, thank you very much, Steve, for those words. Yeah, we're very proud of it. I'm super fortunate to work with a very, very talented team of people that helped make Corvette happen. Well, buddy, thank you so much for taking the time to be on Corvette today. I want to get you back on the show. We'll do a deeper dive into the Corvette, and then hopefully by then the Z06 will be out and on the streets. We can talk about that a little bit more as well. Sounds good, Steve. Thanks again, Josh. My pleasure. Nice talking to you. Thanks for listening to Corvette Today, and please be sure to tell your family, friends, and other Corvette enthusiasts about the Corvette Today podcast. And thanks to our sponsors, Wheelcraft. Want to dress up your Corvette with bright chrome or black chrome wheels? Visit wheelcraft.com to learn about their advanced PVD chrome finishing. They can refinish your wheels or offer a wheel exchange for most models, and it comes with a five-year warranty. Visit wheelcraft.com today or call 833-840-5334. American Hydrocarbon at AmericanHydrocarbon.com. True Wealth and Company at RetireWithTrue.com. Also, Nova Stretch Bras. Use the code CorvetteToday15 and get 15% off your total purchase at NovaStretch.com. Also, Aerolari Wheels. Get $100 off your purchase with the new promo code CT111 at Aerolari.com. You've been listening to Corvette Today with Steve Garrett. If you'd like to contact Steve with any thoughts on the podcast or ideas for guests on Corvette Today, you can email him at stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. That's stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. Garrett has two R's and two T's. Or connect with Steve on social media on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram using at stevegarrettdj. Thanks again for listening to Corvette Today.